Welcome to the Living Alive Podcast. I'm Autumn Shields, a Master Connect coach, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur, and most importantly, your hostess here to help you live your life alive. See, I believe we all have the ability to feel and be guided by life's nudges to live on purpose. So I'm inviting you to take this journey with me. Whether you were here just wanting to dip your toe in the water and see what this is all about, or maybe you were ready to dive deep. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. On this show, you'll hear powerful life-changing stories from thought leaders of all walks of life that are stirring things up. We will guide you on living your life fully alive, how to identify the nudges, and why living a healthy lifestyle actually makes a difference. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and connected because it's your time to make a splash. On today's show, we get to learn how to play with questions and all sorts of tools. Our guest today went from being a starving artist, literally an anxious underweight ballerina who now teaches around the world, living in Hawaii, parenting and playing in a joyful, abundant life. She helps clients get out of their own way and live abundantly. I actually call her the tool master. She uses the tools that she's collected over the years to help clients let go of their own limiting beliefs, she calls it BS for short, to create a life of abundance. I would like to introduce Kathy Williams. Autumn, I'm really happy to be here. And thank you so much for getting up early. I know we're on a five-hour difference. I'm on the East Coast and you're on Hawaii time. So thank you for sharing your early morning with us. I appreciate it. What a great way to start the day. So I miss you tons not being on in Hawaii anymore. And um, as I started creating this podcast, I started really thinking about people that live their life not only alive, but as a great expression of that to the world. But you have helped so many people live their life alive. And when I was thinking about you and how to introduce you, I literally just the one word came to mind and that's tool master. You have so many tools that, um, through different modalities, different things that you've created out of experience and out of your creativity to the world. So many of those tools have helped me in my life, paved the way for other things. So I'm so excited to dive in with you today. And it's funny how we met, believe it or not, I actually found you on Facebook. I was living in Colorado when you were and our paths did not ever cross. And then I was actually introduced to the health and wellness company I'm introduced to by someone who also knew you and our path still didn't cross. And then I was searching for access conscious facilitators. And for those of you who don't know what that is, I'm sure Kathy will introduce you to that. I learned that as a new tool as part of my journey and found you and you just welcomed me with open arms. And it was such an amazing experience to get to know you and be part of that with you. Oh, thank you, Autumn. Yeah, it's, I love how the world is small and we have connections that uh, sometimes are even, you know, like we, we know people for a long time and then we finally meet the, their friends and, and then we really hit it off. So, um, yes. And I miss having you here on Hawaii, uh, on Maui. Yeah. Thank you. And for those of you, because you cannot see Kathy, and if you don't know her, Kathy is one of those people that is always smiling. She has, she is full of light. You can see it in her eyes and you just want more of her. So that's one thing um, about doing this in only audio is sometimes I just wish people can see the light 
and guests. So anyway, I was thinking about how to really express who you are. I would say um, about my guests, like your Kathiness to the world, because you are <laughs> also unique with unique gifts. And um, I'd like to, because I believe that you're a person that truly lives your life alive. I want to take you back to a place where is, have you always been like this or is there a time in your life um, kind of what started you on this journey? Wow, Autumn. Let's flash back to like the year 2000 or 1999, really. I was living in Houston and dancing um, at the Houston Ballet Academy. And I was in a word, in two words, a stress ball. Like I was so afraid of making mistakes and I had to get everything right. And the only thing I really felt I could control in my life was food. So I did. I was anorexic and just kind of terrified of every day. <laughs> and, wow. And, and where do you not... think perfectionism came from? Oh gosh. I mean, in ballet, I, which I had been doing for, you know, ever since I was tiny, we are scolded in front of everybody if something's not right. Or, you know, I remember at that time in my life when I was a stress ball, I had this teacher who would yell, no, Kathy, Kathy, no. And you're just like, well, no, what? Is it my head? Is it my arm? Is it my butt? Is it my, like, what is it? I could correct it if you tell me exactly what's going on. But no, Kathy does not achieve anything except like total freak out. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And of course he's yelling this in, in front of other people. You know, like, it's not just you're alone in a room. It's like, no, 18 other people are in the room with you. And <laughs> so um, it definitely arose from, from a combination of like public, I'm going to use the word humiliation, although it wasn't always, and I didn't interpret it necessarily as that. And standing in the front of the mirror for hours every day. Hours. Isn't that crazy? Trying, hours. Yeah, and what did you yeah. see? What do you remember like about life? Was it all about physique and looking and being perfect? And you just thought that was going to be your path? Yeah. I mean, for me, here's the thing. When I was on stage, I could let everything go and just be. And there was this transcendent quality about it, really. And I didn't know how to get that high in any other way. You know, it's like you let your mind go, you let yourself just become kind of one with the music. I think some people get that running. I got that dancing. And, and so, you know, here I was, but um, doing this, but the majority of time is not spent on stage. It's spent in the room perfecting so that by the time you get on stage, it's beautiful. And there's yes. nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, my head <laughs> didn't work very well with that. You know, if I could have, if I had the tools I have now and I have uh, the perspective that I have now, I would have been like, it's not brain surgery. Okay. How can we make this better? You know, um, oh, well, you know, more of a creative fun quality to it. But at the time, it was like, no, this is brain surgery. I have to get in the company, right? Because we were just students at the time. So it's like you're competing against other people to try to get a spot, essentially. 
And now, of course, not everyone had that attitude. Some people knew they wouldn't get a spot, in which case life was probably easier. Um, but, but there is an element of like, even once you're in a company, ultimately I was, where now you're competing for the roles, right? It's not just you want a spot in the company. Now you would like to be the sugar plum fairy or, you know, (laughs) Juliet or something like that. It was stressful physically, just out of the very fact that dance is unnatural and we're pushing our bodies to extremes. But not only physically, it was also mentally and emotionally stressful. I can imagine. Was that a journey for you to leave that stress ball of yourself? (laughs) Was it a process to where you are now? Because now you're living a life where you actually run your own radio show, which the title says it all of sexy mom, abundant life. (laughs) Stress ball to sexy mom, abundant life. Was it a journey? Was there a moment in time? Was there an event? What was it? Uh, Did you get snapped out of it? I love this question. You know, I really developed um, some pain, primarily knee pain. And a friend had these, when I went to her house, little drawings, stick drawings on her wall on a paper. And I said, what's that, this? And she said, well, a yoga guy drew those for me. And I was like, oh, curious, interested, you do yoga? Well, I just did it because I had knee pain. And I was like, did it help? Sign me up. (laughs) And (laughs) I went and initially I went for private lessons twice and my knee pain was completely gone after doing that. And, and not only was it gone, but I had a sense of tranquility that I hadn't had in a long, long time. So I was invited to, he said, you can take any of my classes. And of course, you know, I mean, because I had a high fitness level, high flexibility level, and I was a little intimidated to take anything other than the beginner classes. (laughs) And so I went to beginner yoga And then one night I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to try this intermediate advanced thing. And I went to it and I was like, oh, I can do this. (laughs) And um, that became like my therapy. I went to yoga probably five days a week and I hobbled in. I mean, literally like, you know, hobbling in and I felt like I could run out. It it just aligned the muscles over the joints. It, it, um, and it made my head so much clearer and I just was able to drop all of that emotional baggage. And how did it do that? How did yoga do that for you? So many people like me, when I was new to yoga, I was overwhelmed. I didn't want to go to class. I think I came into yours pretty new or, and it's intimidating maybe rather it's physical or just trying something new. And, you know, we hear from the out, you know, people that are not yogis are on the outside. Maybe they find it to a fitness class in their gym, or maybe they get introduced to a friend, or maybe it's more of something that really actually studies it. But I think from the outside looking in, what is that? How, how can that provide that therapy, that, that clear mindedness that you received? For me, it was really, I was such a physical being anyway, you know, like uh, working my muscles. And um, one of the things that I really loved about it is it was taking the emphasis off the mirror. And I realized not every yoga class is like this. Some are slightly competitive or in front of the mirror and stuff like that. 
if that's the case and you don't like that environment, there is a different environment somewhere. There's a yoga class for everyone. It just <laughs> sometimes takes, you know, looking around, trying different things because there's so much variety. So anyway, for me, it was really about taking that um, emphasis off external focus and into how does this feel? What's present for you now? Oh, are you breathing? You know, a huge part of the yoga that I teach now, especially, is very focused on, okay, move with your inhale, move with your exhale, create this simultaneity of movement and breath. And so by the end of the class, like you've been consciously breathing for an hour and now you can't help but let go because you're so present. You can't be thinking about your meeting or your lunch or, or the person you're going to have to fire um, if you're focusing on, oh, are my knees going out while I'm breathing in? Are my knees coming in while I'm breathing out? You know, it's got to make you present. And that's the beautiful thing about, about a breath-based practice. And so when you were completely external focused and then you realized this is going to be internal, was that scary at all? Or was it just such little steps that you didn't really realize what was going to happen to you as far as the process? I think it was a relief. Because for years and years and years, I had to turn that leg out. I had to make it better. It's very much for other people, right? Oh, if I don't do it this way, someone else will get the role. If I don't do it this way, I'm going to get yelled at. (laughs) And now it was, wait, Kathy, how does this feel to you? Well, you know, oh, can you find more space in your, you know, between your ribs by, by widening as you inhale? Can you, you know, how can you make this feel better? That was a novel idea. How can I make this feel better? It was never about feeling better before. Right. And did you take any perfectionism into the yoga world or you just learned to lay that down? Oh, you know, I think it doesn't drop that quickly. Right. Like even when I went to I went to this ceramics class to like, oh, I'm going to do something creative and artistic that is not ballet. I went to the ceramics class and a lot of them had taken it for a while. So I was like, my thing looks like crap, you know, <laughs> comparing it. So I, I think that perfectionism thing doesn't drop that quickly unless you start to realize like, oh, each thought I have about myself is just one perspective and it's a choice. I don't have to think that way. And yeah. And, and, you know, as that sort of infiltrates your life, perfectionism drops. So it wasn't until years later. I mean, really, I was still trying to get it right in yoga. It was just more now of, Oh, and it also has to feel really good. Yes. I love paying attention to those feelings instead of what we think we should be doing. Oh my gosh. To try to, you know, follow any shoulds or get it quote right. We have to judge ourselves and ultimately life so much instead of like, well, right is just a perspective. Like, I mean, yoga has yoga definitely is what kind of stopped you and turned 
and sent you in a new direction where you started learning so much more about yourself and self-discovery. So what, what was next on your journey to help you go from this Bowerman that had to be perfect to now jumping into yoga, but what was really next as far as, or the best tools, if I could say, you know, from, from yoga to now, if you could hand the audience one tool, what would that tool be? Oh gosh. <laughs> You're the tool so master. I'm having you focus on one. You have to pick one. <laughs> one. Okay. I'm going to use this one and it's, it may be a stretch for a lot of people, but let's just go with it. I'm sure many listeners have heard of like an attitude of gratitude, right? And how scientifically now that's being proven to change um, brain states and, and stuff like that. So one of the tools that I love is recognizing that everything, everything in your life, every person who shows up, every event, even if it feels really challenging or negative, is a gift right? It's a gift and using it and perceiving it as a gift allows you to use it to create something greater. Okay, so one of my questions, this is cool. <laughs> one of my questions is often, how can I use this to create something greater? And that allows me to um, change from perceiving it as a problem to perceiving it as a stepping stone. How can I use this to create something greater? So here's the tool. All right, that's the tool, but <laughs> here we go. Um, one of the things I did online last year, I think in the fall, was this class called Five Days of Energetic Exercises for Receiving. And people liked it so much that we added three bonus days that people could join or not. And one of the tools that really struck people as useful and, and that we could use and thread throughout our day is to change from that perception of like, oh no, this is wrong, um, to, oh wait, this, this is also a gift, is saying, yes, I receive you, okay? Whether that's an annoying person, whether that's, uh, you know, some setback, or even an email we don't like, right? yes, I receive you. Thank you for being. And it just kind of changes our perspective from like, oh no, this is happening and I don't like it to, okay, I'm also receiving this and I'm thanking it. Even any pain or sensation in your body, you know, we've all heard what I resist persists, what you resist persists. So if I'm resisting anything that's occurring in life, I'm actually giving energy to what I don't want. So if I sh flip it to, yes, I receive you, thank you for being, I'm finding the gratitude for it and ultimately allowing myself to drop the resistance and receive it as a contribution to my life, my living and my happiness, even if I don't see it yet. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. I just, I felt lighter just from you just asking that question and then making that statement. Because normally for me, when I see things that I are experiencing things, it's easy to go into the victim mode. Like why me? Why is this happening? Why am I stuck in traffic? Why doesn't this person, whatever, and, or I resist it because I don't like conflict. So I'd rather just run. 
So just immediately, you don't have to play either one of those roles. You can just embrace it and stay in that place of gratitude and know that good is coming. That is such an awesome tool. Thank you. And, and, you know, I mean, it allows the tension to drop out of our bodies. It allows us to soften some of that frustration or like uh, upset about whatever's occurring and just sort of settle into life. And when you're softer in your body and quieter in your mind, you come up with solutions you wouldn't have when you're in that other state. And so can you conclude with this. Why do we ask questions? Why do you ask questions as part of that process? Why can't we just solve the problem and get to the answer? Any solution begins with a question. Like the Wright brothers, oh, how do we get ourselves in the air? What could we use? You know, like, right. like um, so uh, all creativity, all creative problem solving starts with a question. And I always use this analogy. Well, not always, but hey, um, your awareness, if you imagine it as being like a flashlight beam. So when you're looking at, um, something like, let's say you think you have a problem, you're shining your flashlight on the problem. And then all of a sudden you ask a question and it shines your flashlight beam in a new direction. It's kind of like looking for, you feel like the door is shut. And so now you're like, oh, well, how else could I get out of the room? And suddenly you see there are windows or there are other doors. So asking questions expands our awareness of the possibilities. And I know you had some, you know, someone who, who dealt a lot with the brain on your podcast recently. You know, and if you think about our brains are filtering out so much information, right? Much less information than our conscious mind is actually receiving at the moment. Like if you, if, if I say, think about your little toe, all of a sudden you're aware of it, even though your brain was aware of it, you know, five minutes ago. Um, so uh, we're aware of so much more than our conscious mind is feeding us. And so when we ask a question, we're able to tap into our awareness in whatever direction we're asking. So I always ask um, questions about possibilities and about what I would like versus why is this always happening to me? Or why, you know, what's wrong with you? Those aren't really good questions, right? Because you're going to find, if you ask what's wrong with me, you're going to find, you know, a bunch of stuff. But if you ask, you know, what's going well? Or what am I good at? You're going to find more stuff in that direction. I love that visual with a flashlight because number one, we're holding a flashlight, which gives us control, but we're shining on that problem. But when we shine in a different direction, the other thing I like about that is it still allows us to be in control, but look for other possibilities. But also I feel like it's still unique. Our, our, the answers can still come unique because I feel like it's so easy to seek information. If I have a problem, I'm going to go see what somebody else is doing. I'm going to seek that information. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to ask a whole bunch of other people's opinions instead of just shining the light and kind of opening for that space for an answer that's maybe unique just to you. Well, and that's the beauty of it. I mean, we each have our own awareness and what's going to work for you, Autumn, might not work for me, right? Like, <laughs> yes. and, and if, I, if I ask myself more questions, I'm going to sense that. Like, oh, will that really work for me? And get sort of a, eh, no, it, it feels a little off. 
okay, well then what would work? And maybe it's some variation on what you're doing or something totally different. Yes. How exciting is that? I love having conversations with you. I always grow and I always have so much fun. And I'm sure people right now are like, how do I find this woman? So tell everybody where they can connect and find you. Okay. The best spot is meetkathywilliams.com. So that's Kathy with a K, Williams with an S. Meet like hello, meet. Uh, meetkathywilliams.com and there you can also find my radio show which occurs on iom.fm every thursday and is aired on itunes and and um youtube i also happen to love youtube my name on youtube is kathy williams public figure and i'm there um from one to three times a week just depending with little tools and ideas and musings um, and also at meetkathywilliams.com, you can get a free create your life exercise with some fun questions and um, a little energetic uh, meditation to start your day. Uh, people seem to love it. I get comments all the time. So well, thank um, you for sharing that. And I'll get all this information in the show notes so people can just click on it and find you. And thank you again so much for being you in this life. and for sharing with all of us today. I'm so grateful you're doing this podcast, Autumn, and thankful to be here with you. I I always love talking with you and connecting. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves, so keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, please take a moment to review or download this episode. Also, I would love to connect with you. Regardless of where you're at on your journey, maybe you're feeling like you can't set sail or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas. Find me at autumnshields.com or on social and say hello. Also, if you would like a complimentary coaching sesh, all you have to do is click on Let's Connect and let me know three things you would like to get out of the conversation and we will make it happen. So make today the day you decide to live your life alive and leave room for the unimaginable. So until next time, Keep following the nudges.